Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your God's Love podcast. I'm Haley Helveston. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Georgie Wolf here, and she's a sex educator and author of The Art of the Hookup. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. Yes, definitely. I'm so excited to talk with you. We got introduced through a mutual friend, and I was also on your podcast. So tell everybody what you're doing. Oh, okay. I'm doing so many things. I'm so tired right now. So um, basically, I am a writer. Um, I run, um, I published this book called The Art of the Hookup, which is about how to have really good ethical casual sex. Um, I'm also an escort. So I'm a sex worker in Melbourne in Australia. Uh, what else do I do? I'm doing so many things. So many things. My brain's exploding. Um, so I blog a lot about um, about hookups and about better sex, that sort of stuff, and about consent, things like that. Okay. Yeah, and I want to go into this too. What does ethical hookup even mean? This is like something that people don't really talk about much. And I feel that often we assume that, that casual sex is supposed to be kind of sleazy or that it's supposed to feel shameful. Um, and, you know, like I've had a lot of, um, a lot of hookups um, throughout my life. And then after a while, I just started thinking, why, why, why is that? Why do we always think that we have to do the walk of shame the next day? Like why, you know, why do we have to feel bad about it afterwards? Like surely we can do better than that. Um, yeah, like I really honestly think that good hookups are possible. And so I've sort of kind of set out trying to do better and, uh, you know, hopefully doing better, I'd like to think. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I like that because I think that that's what I talked about yesterday with a woman is really letting go of the shame factor because it's like everybody wants a great sexual experience. Maybe at the right. moment you don't want a relationship and then respecting that and being, I love how you say ethical, like being you know, polite and a good human. <laughs> right. Being a good person. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, we, we talk more about, um, you know, get, getting rid of sex shame and really embracing our sexuality and stuff. And it's so important, but it seems to come in a lot more for people in relationships. N not many people are out there going, you should embrace your sexuality and, um, and, you know, be shame, have shame free sex with like 20 different dudes. Like they just don't put it that way. And I think we're leaving that part of the story out because, you know, yeah, like maybe we want to become these amazing like sexual beings in our relationship so we can have a better relationship with our partners or maybe we just want to have really good sex with people we've just met and that's kind of legit too. Yeah, yeah, totally. I agree with you. It's all individual with what each person wants. Right, and and being ethical and learning to sort of like see sex as something that's good and good for us, like has, has a really big effect on uh, the quality of our sex, regardless of where we're having it or who we're having it with. I think, I think it makes a really big difference. Yeah, totally. And then talking to what does, like, what have you learned from being a sex worker? So I think most of what I learned about having good sex, I learned from doing sex work. So when I started in the sex industry, um, and I normally tell a bit of a story at this point because I know for some people who've never met a sex worker before, sometimes they're a bit like, oh, my God, and they're thinking all this scary stuff. And I know this is certainly true, particularly for people in America. Um, in Australia, sex work is mostly um, allowed under the law. With Like there's a lot of 
it's a lot more complicated than that. But in America, obviously, sex work is mostly hands-on sex work is mostly criminalized. And I feel like there's a lot more like negative stuff around sex work in America that, that so a lot of people think really poorly of it. And honestly, it really is just a job. And it's a lot easier to say that for me because I work somewhere where sex work is like legal and it's totally my registered business and stuff, but it, it's a totally a job anywhere. So when I started doing sex work, I thought that, um, I thought it would be super sleazy and that I'd been meeting all these guys who would just treat me really badly. And actually um, I met all these amazing people, like really normal people that just wanted to have a good sexual experience and that were really clear about what they wanted. And then we talked about what they wanted and I gave them what they needed. And I was thinking, you know, this is amazing. Like, why can't a Tinder date be like this? Like, you know, if a, what, why can't I match with someone on Tinder who tells me what they actually want up front? Then I tell them what I want and we have a discussion and we're really open and honest. And then we don't, you know, we're not ashamed about it. We go our separate ways. So I actually, um, you know, started trying to apply a lot of that stuff to my personal dating life as well. And it works really well. A lot of the skills that I use at work, the communication skills and consent and things like that actually started to make my sex life like so much better. Okay. So going to, so the communication would be like, Hey, uh, this is what I need. This is what I want like that. Yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as, Hey, so like, what, what do you want? What are you looking for? Uh, or sometimes it's as simple as here's what I'm into. Or sometimes it's like, you know, meeting someone and helping them feel safe. You know, when we meet someone, it can be really helpful to say, Hey, like you seem really cool. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you and seeing what happens. And I just want to let you know that I'm not a judgmental person that whatever you feel like talking about or bringing up while we're getting intimate or whatever is okay with me. Um, you know, just making it really clear. Like, I think we don't do that for our partners often. We kind of, uh, you know, just leave that sort of those bits silent. And then the other person assumes they're going to be judged or they start to feel ashamed or scared. Um, so those sort of skills as well, just sort of saying, Hey, just letting you know, I'm super chill about sex and stuff. And I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you. Cause I think you're really hot and just feel free to like, you know, open up to me about what, what you really want, cause I'm not going to judge you. So that that's been kind of useful as well. Mm, yes. Letting go of the judgment. Yeah. And then making yes. it clear that you're letting go of the judgment. So the other person feels safe. It's like, Number one skill for blokes, sorry for guys, I'll try not to speak to, to Australian. <laughs> um, for men that I, I speak with, um, learning to make things safe for women um, and not just say physically but safe mentally, saying, hey, look, I'm not going to judge you. If you're really into sex, I'm not going to put those crappy stereotypes on you about women who enjoy sex. I'm going to accept that. I'm going to ask you what you want. Like we can do that for each other. It's really helpful. Mm, yes, I love that. And so part of your work with what you've been doing, uh, what you've done with sex work has been teaching men how to be safe in that area. Yeah. And you know, if I, if I spend time with women, then it's teaching women or people of any gender how to do that too. But the fact is most of my clients as a sex worker are guys. Um, so there's a lot of those discussions of, you know, showing, showing them how it can be done well and making it a safe place for them to really uh, talk about what they want, that kind of thing. But it's something we all need. Like we really all, all need our partners to go, I just want you to feel safe and I want you to know that I'm not judging you. Like um, I feel like we all want that from for our partners, even when we're not paying. Mm. Yeah, I love that because I think that um, 
it's so weird because, you know, we're in this space. So sometimes I forget that like people have this, but there are a lot of people that don't talk about sex at all. And I have so much shame around it. Just, just the thought of discussing it is hard, you know? It makes it really difficult. And, you know, sometimes, and this does happen at work, actually, you'll get a message from someone who says, oh, you know, I'd like to see you. And then the conversation goes a bit like, well, what, what are you interested in? What were you hoping might happen? What kind of experience were you looking for? And sometimes people are too embarrassed to even say anything at all about what they actually want. It's really common. How do you get around this? Because this is, this is the kind of stuff you work with with your clients, right? Mm. Yeah, a lot of it is just normalizing the conversation and make it so, so normal. Like everybody wants to have a great sex life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes it goes the other way. Like sometimes once you give someone permission to talk about sex, they're so overwhelmed by it because no one has ever let them do that before that it just goes, it just goes the other way. It goes totally over the top. And then suddenly you've got like a, um, you know, a five paragraph story about all the different ways they want to have sex with you. And I'm like, man, slow down, slow down. But it's because, you know, we don't have the chance to talk about it. So once you open that door, you know, it all just comes out. I love it. I love it. That is so funny. They're like, oh my God, now this ha- I have this opportunity. I want to do like everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, no, no, it's okay. Like you're going to have the chance to have this discussion with me or someone else again, one thing at a time. But yeah, like just being able to start the conversation. Mm, really good. Yes, definitely. Mm. No, I love that you talk about that. And then for singles, what would your advice be? So I think what I did was I started taking a lot of that stuff I was using at work and bringing it across into my personal life and just trying it to see if it would make dating better. So things like just being super honest as soon as I met someone about how I felt about them or what I was interested in, um, or just really straight up asking them, you know, point blank first date, how are you feeling about this? Where are you hoping it might go? And people were really taken aback at first. Um, but I find if you ask nicely and don't just scream it at them, they take it really well. And then we have these really interesting conversations. So that was one thing that was happening. Um, and maybe the, the, other, the other thing that was happening was the using that safety. So sort of creating a safe space for people and then using all my like consent skills. So um, I get, uh, I've gotten really good at consent from being a sex worker because obviously we need to both check in with our clients to make sure they're okay, but also encourage those people to learn how to start checking in with us. Because obviously as a sex worker, my boundaries are just as important. The things I don't want to do are um, absolutely not negotiable, but I have to communicate that. So encouraging people to ask me as well. Um, so I kind of took some of those skills across too. And now if I take someone home, I'll sort of, you know, we'll, wander into my bedroom and I'll be like, Hey, so like, um, do you have a safe word? Cause I really love using safe words during sex because it means we can stop it feeling uncomfortable. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I run them through all the things and then we give it a go. And afterwards they usually say, wow, that's really cool. I've never like, you know, I've never used safe words before, but that was really neat. It worked really well. So that kind of thing. Mm, I love that. Yeah. The consent piece is huge because I think that, you know, with the whole Me Too movement and everything, it's almost like I've heard some guys be like, oh, we do consent now. But it's like that should be standard regardless of whether what type of relationship you're in. So much, right? And it should be something everyone does. 
but we just don't, I feel like we just don't know how a lot of the time. So instead of trying, we go, oh, that's too hard. But what a lot of people who go, oh, I can't do that. That's too difficult. Like what they really mean is I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to look stupid or I don't know how to do this, but I don't want to admit that I don't know how to do it. So I'm just going to cover that up by saying that I think it's a bad idea. I think there's a lot of that that goes on. Um, but, you know, honestly, no one really teaches us how to do consent properly. Like we're talk, we talk about Me Too and stuff and we know that we shouldn't be uh, violating other people's consent, but no one's actually specifically telling us the specific words and how and when often to do it. So, uh, like, you know, it's kind of a bit of a difficult position to be in, feeling like we should be doing this stuff, but just not knowing how to do it without feeling like a bit of a dumbass. That's, that's mm -hmm. awkward. So I try and kind of like demonstrate that as much as possible. And it's really cool. It's really cool to get hold of someone who's never done consent before in their life. So they're, they're really explicit asking halfway through sex, how's that feeling at the moment? Like, what can I do that's going to feel even better for you? Like that kind of stuff. And they, they have this really weird look on their, their face, like what is going on right now? And then five minutes in, they just start accept, accepting it, the situation normal, and then it's totally fine. And we have really good sex they just have to get over that little bump of awkwardness first and then it's totally fine. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause I think it all goes back to like what we've all been saying is the fact that none of us, none of this was communicated and to us. And I'm sure you've received either very little sexual education or fear-based like me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Which is the worst, right? Because when we're afraid of something, of course, we're not going to learn how to do it well. Like it's never going to work Very out. true. You're right. That fear. Or if you add in the fear and the shame component, it's like, oh, nope. It makes that stuff really hard to undo. Yeah. I didn't get very good sex education at all. All I remember, this is going to sound terrible. They took all the, um, they took all the chicks in my class into another room. And then we had this bloke that came in to talk to us about sexual assault. And I just remember him saying, oh, here's my bad Australian accent. Or, you know, if you went down to the local jail and we rounded up all the guys that had been, you know, arrested for rape and uh, you'd look at them and they just look like your average normal guy. You'd never be able to tell them apart from a, and, and I was standing there going, oh my God, you're basically trying to tell me that every man is a rapist and that I can't tell them apart. That's terrifying. Like that's not helpful at all. And of course, not, not every, not every man is a person that will sexually assault you. Like we need better, we need better tools to assess whether people are safe and just firstly gender and secondly, you know, it's everyone. I was really unimpressed. Mm -hmm. so, That's so funny. <laughs> so part of what I do now is talk about safety a lot and talk about, you know, things like running the no tests, like finding a, a really small reason to say no to a date and see how they react so that you can sort of get a gauge for how, how they respect your boundaries, things like that. Mm, that is so good. Yeah, because I remember I had a sexual experience once where, you know, we were, all of a sudden I was like, this is a no for me. And then he like didn't stop at first and I was like, no, this is a no for me. You know, and oh I kind of pushed him off. But I do think that that's very, very important. What you just said is the whole honor your, like honor what is a yes for you and what is a no for you for women. Because mm -hmm. I used to not honor that. And then you're just like, well, you know what I'm saying? So I think so many women just kind of go along with it. Well, sometimes it's just, it feels like it's easier. Uh, and I think this applies to all genders too. I've heard some pretty freaky stories from everyone. Sometimes we, 
we're feeling a no in our bodies, but where we just feel too awkward and we don't want to be the socially awkward person that stops everything. Cause we're told that once you start sex, you're not supposed to stop no matter what, which really sucks. Or sometimes we ask it of how the other person will react, whether they'll, they'll shame us or go off at us or, or be physically violent. Cause that can happen too. Yeah. So there's so many reasons, right? Why we're afraid to go, actually, this isn't working for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is so, so important. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like I, I learned to say no really effectively in my work as an escort because you just have to, like, you know, my clients don't know where my boundaries are. So unless I tell them, I'm just going to feel really bad because they're always going to be doing stuff that I don't like. And that's, that doesn't make my job fun at all. So there are so many ways to say no. Some of them are very gentle ways. Some are very assertive. You kind of learn to pick the right no for the right situation. Um, and what I find is that it's really helped. Like, obviously not everyone's going to listen to our no's. There are people out there who don't want to listen to our no, but there are also a lot of people who want to do the right thing. And if we can just give them the information, um, then they'll, they'll use it. Having said that, I'm so sorry that you had that experience too. Oh no, hey, it's okay. That's, yeah, that's just so want... uncool. Yeah, definitely. But hey, I think it's so important to bring that up because I'm sure people listening can relate. And I'm, I'm sure, sure they're not alone. But really, yeah, definitely. And I think yeah. that with your experience, with your background, it, it's you're right. I mean, people never think about that line of work. You have to have very strong boundaries. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, because we're seeing all sorts of people with different levels of experience. And, you know, I can't, uh, I can't necessarily assume that the person I'm with is experienced enough to be keeping an eye out to make sure that I'm okay or that they've even had sex that much before, you know, they might not know much about sex at all. So it really is on me to, to make it clear what I do and don't want. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously, like I said, that doesn't guarantee that everyone is always going to respect their boundaries, but it's a really big part of, of the consent battle is actually learning to tune into what you want and then articulate that really clearly to the other person. Yes, definitely. Okay, so what would you want your final takeaway to be to everyone in terms mm. of what we discussed? Oh, my God, it's such a big question. <laughs> I guess it all starts with just in terms of hooking up, if you're someone that's single if, and if you're someone that wants to explore your sexuality or become more comfortable with your sexuality, but you're not in a relationship. Uh, like firstly, that that's amazing and that it's just as valid. Um, and secondly, that everything starts with having a good attitude about the sex you're going to have. That if we go in thinking that um, hooking up is sleazy or go in thinking that the people we hook up with are less worthy or disposable, then we're going to have bad sex. So before you even get to the communication bit or all the other skills, you really just, we need to kind of shift our attitude about hookups. And I, I feel like we need to kind of treat them as something that could be amazing and that should be taken seriously because once you do, you start to have much better experiences. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Y'all be sure to like, share, subscribe to the podcast. You can DM either of us on Instagram. I'll place yep. your below and I will talk with you later. Bye.